Capitan Jesus to America Reaching Dr. Eric Beeks to you, the sluttiest man on the internet. I am a sexican. You're also a slut. Anyways, <laughs> this episode is going to revolve around strange Hollywood deaths, and the E Channel can't stop us. Enjoy the show. <laughs> TMZ ain't got nothing on us, fucker. Sunday, Sunday. So, I tell you, I'm on your boo-boo too. Hey. Damn, that should be the new theme song. Hey, actually, that'd be kind of cool. If you're horny, if you're horny, listen to the Art and Jacob Do America podcast <laughs> featuring Dr. Eric B. Castillo. Do it. There it is. Damn, nothing makes me want to button my shirt the, uh, more my than that. My favorite murder, where just like yeah. three guitar chords. Like, yeah. my, my favorite murder. Yep. Done. Murder. No, I think that this think episode great, should yeah. feature uh, just no, just just fucking just <laughs> oh, no, dude. Perfect. New, no, dude. Just all you gotta fucking do is is we'll just do like a little like uh, 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 fucking wind chime thing. Tell your mama and your boo boo too, and that's the theme song. That's the whole theme song. Fuck Tell it. your mama and your boo boo too. There it is. Damn. You are now listening to the Art and Jacob Do America <laughs> podcast. Panties off. Panties off, lights on. <laughs> We're fucking with the lights on tonight. Damn, that's confidence right there. Damn, that's fucking confidence. Speaking of confidence, man, are my shorts too short? Like, beat straight up. Like, I don't know. I'm I don't know. Are you wearing underwear under them? I can see through them. Uh, can you? Uh, currently, that well, it, am I? Let me ask you that. If you can ask me that, you can tell I me don't even want to look, sir. I do not want to look, sir. I, I ain't care, trying to man. see a mushroom head. I ain't trying to see a mushroom small, head. small, and mushroom head. <laughs> Small, small. Yeah, well, there you go. Don't there all go. penises look the same? No, some of them are uncircumcised. Oh yeah, that's I'm, gross. I. That's you, gross. I try not to think about that, but you're right. Look like a little anteater just coming at you. He's like, oh, I'm gonna fucking throw up. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if you were a girl though, and you had to see? Uh, that? Can true. you imagine? Like you're, you're like really feeling this dude. Like, yeah, he's got he's got two cars. He's got two houses. Like yeah, his credit's good. And oh, you what pull down his pants. What kind of girl's like? Goddamn, is the wheelchair? <laughs> But he does own two houses. <laughs> what the hell? What kind of girl? Are you He's bipedal, with? sir. He's bipedal. He really He's has like, his shit together. You need to turn down those my fucking fucking cans, man. I can't fucking. Oh, sorry. I, I'm really close to the mic today. I'm getting distortion too on my end. Oh, I think oh, your your volume's all the Dude, way up. Oh, too. 
Dylan just keep it. Oh, speaking of, oh, now it's just down all the way. I can't hear shit now. Oh, okay, there you Goodness. go. Goodness. Which one is it? This one? I'm just going to mess with this. You all play, right, you play with your audio. Tell your mama, I'll, tell your mama, tell your mama, tell your mama, tell your mama. Anyway, speaking of Dillinger Escape Plan, absurd celebrity deaths. Ooh, nice transition, sir. I, you know what though? I apologize to you, Art. Last week you were trying to make a transition from the the Olsen twins to the Black Eyed Children, and like I totally <laughs> went over my head. So maybe we should have like like a transition fucking signal. Like we'll Put just do it, this. Like the sky, we're about to make a transition. Yeah, right. Okay. There so, we go. speaking of <laughs> speaking, speaking of Dillinger Escape, yeah. Dillinger Escape plan, fucking um, and see that would have been such a smooth transition if we had of not pointed out that it was a transition too. Stuff, right? No, but seriously, I do actually have something that, based on a conversation we had earlier, fucking that actually does kind of uh, equate to that. Did you know that John Dillinger had a notoriously large penis, or so people thought? John Dillinger, the, the, the actual gangster? Yeah. It's strange that you bring that up every day, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you bring that up every it's, day. It's, it's an amazing, you know, it's an amazing fact, and I, I, I dream about it. What can I say? You know, I want to share my dreams with you guys, and I, I dream about... Uh, the actual Don Gillingers, uh, Don uh, Gillingers, John Don Don Gillingers, Don, Don Gillingers unit, which is uh, supposedly at Put the Smithsonian. Put that on shirt, Don Gillingers. Don, Gill- <laughs> Don Gillingers penis is at, at the Smithsonian. That is actually a, a rumor that that his his unit is uh, what's that? Is it like a sheath for a fucking samurai sword or what? <laughs> like I don't get it. Well, no. Okay, so top penises of all time, John okay, Gillinger, so first- <laughs> the Kennedys, the entire Kennedys family, all of them. Yeah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> wow, you actually, I'm, I, I don't care how short that list was. Muhammad you got the Ali. List. There, there it is. John Holmes. <laughs> Have you seen that Mastodon shirt where it says Mastodon? Yeah. And it's oh just this God. guy it's with like African a... African tribe looking dude. Yeah, and he has like a third leg basically. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a cool shirt, but I will never yeah, wear that. Yeah, I don't know no. where I would wear that to. Yeah, exactly. Never, ever. First I wouldn't date, even wear that to bed. First date, last date. Yeah, that's that's one of those. That, you know what? Like the Bakersfield summers out here, hanging out in the house. I'm just taking the sleeves off that motherfucker, wearing around the house. That's all I'm doing. It's never <laughs> it is a cool house. house shirt. Like yeah. it is a cool like cut yeah. the sleeves off and go yeah. to a show, be funny about it. Yeah. Other, there's no other place in the world you know. And it's twenty seven ninety nine plus uh, shipping and handling. Oh, see, so I'm like, I'm, I'm not like paying that. that. Yeah. No. I've I've spent more money uh, for dumb jokes, but. I mean that's that's not quite no. funny enough for that shit, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm not that secure in my sexuality to purchase that shirt. Oh, I didn't think about that. I, I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about like Especially after last episode you, where I said fucking Brad Pitt looks so beautiful in an interview with a vampire. Like, yeah, I, that, that was that was a little bit of a you know Yeah. But watch that movie, man. He looks fucking beautiful. <laughs> Apparently everyone's been watching that movie on my Facebook feed. It just shows like so and so's watching an interview with a vampire. So and so's watching an interview movie. with a vampire. It's a great yeah. movie. You know what? Movie. Unrelated. We should watch Every Vampire. I can't wait to uh, till Thanksgiving comes. Yeah, uh-huh. because that's like the best time to watch movies like Interview with the Vampire. Because isn't Interview with the Vampire like that time period is around Thanksgiving? Or am I just thinking about that in my head? I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just in your head. I don't remember any yeah. holiday in that movie. I know it's cold, but I mean, Shit. I didn't. yeah. Shit. All right. All right. So anyway, speaking of Thanksgiving and celebrities, <laughs> absurd celebrity deaths. Absurd <laughs> celebrity deaths. That's right. Fucking so yeah so that's the topic of the day. Um, celebrity deaths are a little bit more on the absurd side and suicides or whatnot or the details of them are such as Murder. John Dillinger's penis. And the reason why this topic came up is we've actually been talking about it for a couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I believe uh, when Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington died, like relatively like within a month of each other. Well, no, Chester Bennington killed himself on Cornell's birthday. Yeah, and it was yeah. like a month after, after yeah, something like that. Chris Cornell. Um, was it? Was it that? Soon after, well, I, I, I'm just remember, gonna put my arm I talked here. to you guys about um, was it Anthony Bourdain? Yeah, like, we should do uh, Anthony Bourdain's strange death. Mm-hmm. 
and then it turned into this topic, I think. Well, yeah, because somehow there's this theory going around that Anthony Bourdain's death is connected to Chester's, which is connected to Chris Cornell's, because apparently... Oh, I didn't know that. All three of them uh, were going to out um, a bunch of pedophiles yeah. and... Um, and sex traffickers in Hollywood, which is like a real thing. There's oh, yeah. A, there's yeah. a... Uh, Who was saying this? That higher side chat guy? No, no. I, I stopped listening <laughs> to that like over a year ago. But I there's mean, actually a real thing in Hollywood, though, and like this is real. There's an actual documentary on YouTube that you can watch, which is called Paradise Lost, where it's about, you know, like um, these... Uh, these agents in Hollywood, these people in power in Hollywood, it, it goes further than just like the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Where like you know they they uh, get these young boys um, and girls as well, but it's mostly with boys. And you know even like the director of like one of the X Men movies, like yeah. he was guilty of it. Um, where they get these young men, they 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 drug them, they have sex with them, and you know uh, they rape them, and they do all sorts of just, just nasty, vile things to them. And yeah. it's, it's just this whole underground of Hollywood going back to the 1930s. And it's this big cover-up because they, they basically blackmail you if you try to, you know, to out them. And I guess Chester and Chris Cornell, you know, they were big, you know, uh, advocates for these children. Right. Um, apparently, quote-unquote. Which I've never heard of before. Exactly, me either. that's the point, yeah. And um, I guess Anthony Bourdain was a part of this as well. Anthony too. Bourdain his, was very public about yeah. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, his, but his I never heard his girlfriend was one of uh, Weinstein's victims, and uh, uh, so she went out really hard on him specifically, and then she kept going very hard on the culture. Mm -hmm. And you know what? A, the the because because that's what yeah Harvey Weinstein you know that's he is absolutely at fault for his actions. Oh yeah, but the culture as a whole that allows someone like that to thrive. And for everyone, it goes yeah. a lot as we'll go on with this show, like it goes a lot deeper than just Harvey Weinstein. Like he is just like he's the first domino, I believe. Yeah. That oh, yeah. you know we're watching unfold every single day uh, for this to go down. So I mean, he's more mostly guilty of you know luring people up to his hotel room in his bathrobe to give him massages, and you know, and he would just right. you know in exchange for sex, you know, he would give him um, prominent movie roles. But it goes further than that. It goes with you know underage boys, underage girls, and things like that. And I guess Chester and Chris Cornell, they were getting ready to come out with all this stuff. Yeah. And they, they, you know, um, they passed away uh, about a year ago. About this time, a year ago, actually. Yeah, yeah, about. Chris Cornell, I believe it was June of last year, uh, June of 2017. And then Chester was July. You know, probably, we probably could have looked this up before if we knew we were This isn't on my this radar at all. <laughs> this is not what I thought anyway, we were going to talk going. about. I'll look at the actual death, uh, death dates, but yeah. Yeah, so they, and they both died, you know, of. Uh, quote-unquote suicide um it was both like strangulation you know i believe yeah. uh chris cornell's was um an exercise band or whatever and yeah, like why was. would you have an exercise band in a hotel room i i have no idea and they did uh, exercise yeah i guess but um they're trying to say that you know it was somebody within the you know the hollywood um elite that you know had them offed out and you know, as we go on with the podcast, this is something that. Oh, you're right. It was uh, so Chester Bennington died uh, July 20th of 2017 last year, mm -hmm. and Cornell died May 18th of 2017. There you last go. Year. So yeah, so that I, I was not. I thought there was. I didn't think it was like years and years, but I thought that there was at least a few more months between the two. No, but okay, yeah, almost a yeah. month within each other. Uh, but I guess yeah. So the theory is is that you know they were going to get ready to come out, you know, and expose it more, you know. And, you know, the, the power brokers that are in Hollywood, you know, had them offed out, which is yeah. a common, which is going to be a common thread with some of the other topics that I've, uh, I've been going through. But with this theory, it has been proven wrong. It was just some online blogger right. that liked to come up with theories. There's been no connection for Chris Cornell or Chester Bennington or even Anthony Bourdain 
in regards to the underage sex rings well, that they were about I to come like out with. I feel like the Anthony Bourdain one has a little more backing to it because his girlfriend was involved with the Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, yeah, and, and they were both public, very vocal about it. Yeah. Very vocal on Twitter and like social media, and I think she wore a shirt the day of his suicide that said like, like you know who you fuckers are or something like that, and it had mm-hmm. like a picture of a guy like choking or something on it. Anyways. So I feel like his has some backing to it, but I feel like the Chester and Chris Cornell, like whenever anyone's on antidepressants, which I think they both were. Both were, yeah. They both were. It, and they were both extremely close to the point that like even before all this came out that there there had been some like rumored that they that they had been, you know, more than just friends, you know, that they had been lovers and whatnot like that. And, oh, and Bennington that. Bennington was destroyed when Cornell killed himself. Yeah. And then yeah, like two months later, two and a half months later, whatever the fuck it was, he killed himself on Cornell's on birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah. So he was so there's definitely that distraught emotional factor to it. But yeah, yeah as, like you said, as far as I'm aware, there's no real no actual proof. When someone is on antidepressants, uh, there it doesn't make them any less likely to commit suicide or anything no, like that. No. Like it your energy level goes up, and those thoughts are still there. So it's like they're, you're if just you listen as to as... all of both of their lyrics too. Mm-hmm. They both had this idea in their head already. Yeah. Like half of like early Lincoln Park songs are dealing with this. Yeah, so yeah. for me, the, this theory, and I mean, I know this is just a jump off point for you know other theories that we're gonna get into. Is just like the, I, I want to debunk that one yeah. because they, they, they already had suffered you know mental yeah, yeah. anguish or whatever. And I don't believe the, what I don't understand is because I don't think. Like, they're tied at all to the Harvey Weinstein stuff. I don't understand how people started tying it. They're musicians. They're not even involved with, with like, the movie industry at all. And I understand that there's probably some, like, pedophilia going on in the music industry. But I don't know. I, I well, don't understand Well, Bennington how- did have some, some smaller acting parts and... Um- you know, they, it's it's still kind of this like even if they're not in the movie industry, like they're still most of the entertainment industry is is going to be L.A. and New York. You know, yeah. And so that's going to be a. And lot Chester of, is an L.A. person, yeah. so or was yeah. an L.A. person yeah. as well. So, <clears throat> just pivot away from them. Um, so this, wait, so real quick, let's 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 just say real quick. All right, so so today's episode we're doing uh, celebrity deaths, absurd celebrity deaths, and one of the caveats for this is that we all kind of came in with our own celebrity deaths, and so we're just kind of bouncing off of each other, having no idea what the first freestyling topic. So you know, uh, so there you go. Now that I've interrupted the flow, let's continue with this episode. This is all based around flow. So speaking of flow. <laughs> uh, I want to pivot away from them um, and talk about the celebrity death that had that's kind of similar that I've been researching pretty much since like the 90s that I've been hearing about this. Okay. Now, everybody in this room, you had uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller yes. as your top album yes. of all time. Art and I, we both, we, everybody, anybody, everybody Scream. loves Yeah. Scream. Stop fucking with me. Stop. <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> Michael Jackson, um, that's the next one I want to go over. Um, his death, um, it has some suspicion around it yeah, as well. Yeah. And this has been something that um, has been fucking haunting him since the late 80s. Now, Michael Jackson, as you know, when I was talking about the Paradise Lost um, documentary, yeah. he was somebody that came, came up in the industry when he was about five or six years old with the Jackson 5. And the theory mm-hmm. that's going around here is, is that his father uh, lent him out to the the predators that be i don't know who it was some people are saying barry gordy some people are saying other people you know in cbs music or whatever um record labels they were affiliated with right michael jackson was being you know passed around as kind of like a sex object yeah yeah um 
It was pretty hot. <laughs> well, fuck, and this is why Afro. There's just a bunch to grab onto. Yeah. There you go. Right. And so, like, that's why he later on in his life was kind of weird. You know, he started changing parts of his body or whatever because he just hated himself and he displayed a lot of these this self hatred towards himself. And that's right. why he was so enamored with you know childhood. You know, and um, such an advocate for children um, is because of that, because of his early, you know, quote unquote, th- theorized molestation. Right. And um, about the late 80s, it's when he was started talking to Oprah, or when Oprah started to come to rise, they had um, talked that, you know, hey, there's a lot of shit going down right now. Right. And I, you know, I want to expose it, give my own story. Right. And right when he was getting ready to do that, that's when they, um, they hit him with all these child, um, uh, his own child molestation accusations right. or whatever. And so every time he would go to speak out about it, they would hit him with another accusation. And it gets to the point where now he, all of a sudden he's he's on the defensive. He doesn't even have a chance to, to address all these other things because he has to... Clear his own name. Right, exactly. And on more than one occasion, a lot of these accusers came out and said, okay, yeah, no, this didn't happen. This, you know, exactly. We, we, we were just trying to get a settlement. We were just trying to get, you know... Um, but I mean, how the fuck do you get to a point where you can even have access to Michael Jackson? Where you mm. can get your kid into his fucking... You, well, know, you gotta have like connections. You have to have connections. His house all the time. Yeah, yeah, but but how the fuck do you become? There is how many kids in America? There's how many people like? Fuck, I, I love Michael Jackson. If 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 MJ were left day and, and like he gave me a call and says, "Hey, I want you to come over to Neverland," I'd be there in a fucking second. Hell you know what yeah. I mean? So how the fuck do you end up being one of those kids? You have to be someone that's got a connection. You have to have someone that's got an in, and that person that's got the in, who knows what the fuck they're planting in there? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like they're telling you, yeah, you know, I'll get your kid with Michael Jackson, make you famous, we'll give you a lot of money. You just, you know. Tell him that uh, Michael Jackson tickled your pickle. You know what I mean? That's all you got to do. Or yeah. tickled your kid's pickle. That's all you got to do. You know? you know what's funny? I always feel like... What, what is funny? What is funny about child molestation, Art? I always feel like they got all, they got Michael Jackson off really easy in the sense that they're like, all right, all you have to do is describe Michael Jackson's penis. And they couldn't do it, man. Because he uh, must have had a weird-ass looking penis. He uh, he did legitimately have... Uh, vitiligo. Vitiligo. And so he did have like marks on his scrotum area evidently yeah, yeah. that came out when his on his autopsy mm-hmm. uh, yeah he must have had a weird looking penis and they just couldn't well get can it. you imagine i mean look at the dude's nose can you imagine okay what did just describe it to us and you'll win this court case <laughs> and they couldn't <laughs> oh it had like a question mark on it <laughs> anyway sorry continue. yeah no. so anyways um every time you know michael jackson that's why and then they said too this is why he well he Towards the end of his life, he moved to Bahrain, where it's like a lot of people yeah. couldn't. Those people in Hollywood and the music industry couldn't get to him, and so that's why when he was, you know, doing his rehearsals for his last tour, quote unquote, um, they finally got him. Now he was addicted to pain pill, uh, painkillers and yeah. things like that, because he did have arthritis of the back. I mean, I can imagine. Dude's been performing since he was five years old. Oh, for sure. And so um, one of the documentaries that I was watching about this was saying, like, you know, people in Hollywood that have been doing this basically since the golden era, they know what your weaknesses are. They know what drugs you're addicted to. They know what prescriptions you take. Of. You know, they know what you're. Uh, you know what's gonna get you caught up. And so. During this time, you know, when he's um, rehearsing, you know, just basically to almost to his own detriment, um, you know, he's, I believe the drug's called Popofol. Uh, yeah. And now it's a sedative. And I believe, uh, I was listening to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, and he was talking about how you had to have like a <laughs> dental procedure. And um, they said- Credible he, source. Go ahead. What? And so he was talking about uh, with his wife on his podcast how he said, "Yeah, they put me on that propofol, the same shit they gave Michael Jackson." And I'll tell you what, as soon as they put me under, it only took two seconds for me to go under. 
And um, they said that, yeah, they knew that he was getting this treatment or whatever because he basically was restless. They said yeah. that he couldn't sleep. He had a lot of mental demons. He had, you know, just performance anxiety and all sorts of shit. And that he was using this to get some rest. Now, the powers that be, they're, this theory is they came in. They're like, you know what? We tried to pin him on, you know, all this shit before and it didn't work. Now we just got to take him out. Yeah. And the people that benefited the most are the people that own some of the rights to some of his music. And he did, and he did, he was going on that uh, This Is It tour, which he had, which a bunch of people had said was his last tour, but um, people that were close to him said that this was just, the be- this was going to be a new beginning. Like, you know, he was, yes, he was playing off the idea that th- this was going to be the last tour, but really he was going to announce that this was going to be the whole nar- start of a whole new cycle in his life where he's going to have all new albums and come out. And so, you know, people, not, people in the music industry and whatnot are, are thinking, all right, this is it, you know, or he's been quiet for a while, you know, no one takes him seriously, and then all of a sudden he's going to come out with this huge fucking tour and then start all over again. Like, no, this is the fucking point. He's got to go. And that doctor that gives him this shit for sleep medication, like, I, I, I had heard, when I heard that, I was like, that, that can't be right. Just for sleep, just for restlessness, just for, and I thought, oh, that can't be. And then I heard, I, I want to say it was Craig Ferguson, but I don't remember who it was, but some, some comedian basically said taking this drug for sleep medication was like getting chemotherapy to get a haircut. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's totally fucking overkill, totally unnecessary, yeah. totally like. But if you're not, if you're naive, if you're not a doctor, which let's face it, if this guy is in this industry since he's like five years fucking old, he doesn't have a real like link with life proper, no. you know. So he's he's probably naive in a certain sense that we can't understand, and so. You know, some authoritative figure, a doctor comes up and says, here, take this. I'm sure some variation of that shit's been going on all his life. Just some dude in a suit and a tie comes in and says, here, sing this line. Here, here's your melody. Here, wear these clothes. Here, eat this food. Here, stand with this product. Doctor comes in and says, here, take this fucking pill. I'm not going to ask any fucking questions. No, he just fucking does it. Exactly. He just fucking does it. And, well, what fucking happens? I mean, well, he's gone now. Fucking, And I cried. I cried. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude, I I never cried oh, so yeah. hard when Michael Jackson fucking died, dude. Like what? The... What about when Whitney Houston died? Oh, did you do that one? No, no, I have, no, I have nothing on that. Why did you if bring you, it up? If you if you didn't do Whitney Houston, why did you bring up Whitney Houston? Just, she was just she was just a crackhead. That's she, a, that's she the bottom drowned line. In the bathtub. She drowned in the bathtub. Have you guys ever? Bobby Brown fucking did it. Bobby Brown did it. Bobby Brown did it. There it is. That's all we got. Bobby say Brown about did it. Bobby, Bobby Brown did it. been a crackhead. Okay, uh, so I do want to bring up real quick. Uh, oh, I think I actually got. Got rid of it. Holy shit! Uh, oh no! So one of the one of the uh, murders that I that I came in with. Um, uh, first of all, we got okay. So first of all, we got Sonny Bono, and the reason why I like Sonny Bono's death is is Ooh, not yeah. um, Sonny just because Bono's skeeting, hitting some trees. Yeah. So he yeah. So he so he <laughs> that's it. You know, Sonny Bono, Sonny and Cher. You know what I mean? He's skiing. He just hits a tree. Like it's some cartoon shit. Except you know, brain trauma is real. Brain trauma is not cartoon shit. Bugs Bunny would have been dead a hundred times over if uh, fucking they actually obeyed the laws of physics. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, Sonny Bono, 70 star, has his own variety show. Just skiing down a hill and just hits a tree head on. You know what I mean? The reason why I'm very partial to this particular story is because last, about two years ago, two years ago, one of the local breweries here in town, Timbler, um, they used to do um, every second Tuesday of the month they do a trivia night, which they don't do anymore. Very sad. Me and a few Damn. buddies. Me and a few Damn. buddies, though, we, we go now. We, get, we take a trivia pursuit book 
and uh, we just drink beer and answer questions. It's a fucking great Thanks ass for the fucking invite, time. Eric. That's right. You're welcome. No, you're, you're fucking welcome. Fucking asshole. Son of a bitch. It's because you're dicks. Um, First of all, you don't invite me to fucking breakfast burrito morning. You don't get the show. I did, I did invite you to <laughs> breakfast burritos. I did invite you to breakfast burritos at uh, fucking uh, Tembler. All right, you asshole. Fucking, you know who else I invited to breakfast burritos, Tembler? Fucking Jesus. Yeah, not, no, not, not, not the Jesus on the show, but my buddy Jesus, uh-huh, man, okay. who just signed in on, on Facebook Live. What's up, baby? How you doing? I see you. I yeah, thought you were going to say me because anyway, I was also invited, but um, nobody cared that I didn't show up. <laughs> that's, well, that's true. Anyway. You're a racist. Um, so one of the first um, trivia nights at Templar, they were talking about celebrity facts or whatever, you know, celebrity does whatnot. And one of the first questions was, you know, this, uh, this musician um, died in a uh, skiing accident when he hit a tree. Okay, so everyone puts down their answers, right? Two rounds later, fucking it comes up. All right, answers for round one. Um, this celebrity uh, died when he hit a tree. And then pops up with Sonny Bono's picture. Sonny Bono, this was him. And then a bunch of people in the car like, yeah, woo, we got it, yeah. And I'm like, yay for celebrity deaths. All right, good job. And, but I said it kind of loud. And so like almost immediately, a bunch of the clapping just kind of slowed Dissipated. down. And like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, that is kind of what we're fucking... Yeah. But um, anyway, the, the other one that I wanted to bring up uh, was Graham Parsons. Um, Graham Parsons, he was, um, he was a solo act. Um, he, uh, he sang for um, uh, the birds for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a musician, and uh, he, he became very enamored with, like, national parks, right, and, and nature in general and whatnot. Hell yeah. Um, and uh, we are the world. His death, his death itself was not necessarily weird or absurd. He died at uh, Joshua Tree, um, which is a, a park, here, a national forest, national forest, national park, forest, national forest here in California. Um, and he uh, he died of a morphine overdose. Who does it? Right, exactly. Fucking, we all got to go sometime. Might as well be that way. You know, I mean, either that or crack. I'd rather have morphine. You know what I mean? But fucking, um, so he dies of a morphine overdose while he's on this trip with friends of his. Right. Um, I didn't quite get the particulars, but his what his father wanted was for his body to immediately get sent to Louisiana, which is where I guess he was from. And the father needed to prove my son, Graham Parsons, this, you know, this rock singer is from Louisiana. And if I can prove this, I get his estate. I don't know why he had to be buried in Louisiana for the father to get the estate or whatnot, but um, states rights. But they lose Graham Parsons body in transit. They can't find the body. The fuck? Several days later, through whatever kind of sleuthing they fucking did, they went back to Joshua Tree Forest and they found that his that his buddies had stolen the body. I've heard this story before. Had taken it back to Joshua Tree in the coffin, and then they had doused the coffin in gasoline and had tried to light the some bitch on fire. Holy fuck. Because he wanted to be cremated and buried in a fucking or, or and spread in a fucking forest and in that, you know. And so the buddies were just trying to do whatever they could, but they couldn't get the shit to work. So they just had like some weird ass fucking half-burned casket covered in fucking gasoline in the middle of the fucking forest. You know, where it's not flammable at all, you know. Smoke no. of the bear didn't talk about this shit in the slightest, you know what I mean? Like he covered a whole bunch of shit. He covered all sorts of different things to, to prevent forest fires, but immolation wasn't one of them, you know what I mean? <laughs> and which it should have been, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty and all that shit, you know what I mean? But he, he uh yeah, and, and so they, they got him and, and they, they took this partial 
uh, coffin, and I guess they reboxed it up and they put Grant Parsons in a. Uh, Did his body coffin. get touched at all by the flames? I they didn't say. By from what I could tell, no one ever confirmed anything other than the fact that it was a closed casket funeral. Wow! <laughs> so and then they the, buried him in Louisiana, and Pops got the fucking estate money. Have oh you ever God. heard the U two album Joshua Tree? Yes. A lot of people think it has to do with that. Does it? Yes. <laughs> That's how I heard about this story before. Oh, okay. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I, I, I saw that and it was just like, fucking. I, it's, 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 again, the death itself is not absurd. You know what I mean? Fucking morphine overdose. You know, it happens. You know what I mean? That's probably how art's going to go. You yeah. know, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, but the fact that the buddies somehow stole, even, even in the 60s, I think this was, this was the late 60s, early uh, 70s. 1969. 73. It was in 73. You don't even fucking know. Oh, and he died at 27. Oh, oh twenty seven. Which is which is gonna be another another topic at a later date. But in seventy three, even in seventy three, how the fuck do a bunch of and I, I guarantee you they were just a bunch of fucking druggies, a bunch of burnouts, how the fuck did they manage to steal the body and coffin, all of it? You know, they didn't weaken the Bernies this shit. They got the whole fucking thing and then dragged that to Joshua Tree and no one noticed until they were already halfway done with burning the casket. You'd be surprised how fucking inefficient the government is sometimes. And that's all I'll say on that before I get fired. Says so, the government employee. Yeah. Government contractor. No. Well, that's <laughs> Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. I just want to say that to fuck with you. That's just his, like his favorite thing now. Yeah. Sorry, Art. So what, what's uh, one you got mine, mine was about Princess Diana, which is not even close to what you guys were talking about. But you guys all know who Princess Diana was, right? Yes. Notoriously famous for interrupting the last episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. That's what I know her for. But apparently she <laughs> was also right. famous for... So let's recap that real quick. So yeah, yeah. So, what, so I, I, I don't so, know if you were watching Mr. Cooper at this time, but I there was, was a famous show back in the mid-90s called Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Way better than Full House. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was. Better than Family Matters? Oh, my God, yeah. I don't know about all that now. I don't it know about all that now. It was part of the TGIF you know I mean? uh, lineup. So I can definitely tell you that she died on a Friday night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so... Or and was, that was my yeah. favorite part, too, was Mr. Cooper, because I thought he was, like, the coolest guy ever. <laughs> I wanted to grow up to be just like him. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of this, breaking ABC news, the Princess Diana of Wales died in a car crash. Yeah, pretty much. So, you know, that's what she's famous for. She's famous for dying while so, Mr. Cooper's So that, that whole, you know, where were you when you heard that, you know, so-and-so died or when Bambi's mom got shot or, you know what I mean? Fucking Art doesn't remember it for that shit. You know, Diana, who the fuck is Princess Diana? Fuck that shit. Some bitch fucking interrupted hanging with Mr. Cooper. I know where I was when I was watching hanging with Mr. Cooper and that shit got interrupted. That's, that's what Art remembers. To this day, exactly. I still haven't finished that episode. <laughs> I know what has. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so apparently this is, uh, she was also famous for... Or being the princess of Wales or some shit, uh, <laughs> known as Lady Lady Di, she was the wife of Prince Charles, Prince of Wales. They were married on July 29th, 1981, uh, and she was loved by the people. Yeah. Just want to point out, she was she the was, people's princess. She was the yes, people's princess. Yes, That's that one of the titles that she got. She even had a title belt and everything. That's she right. uh, she raised awareness for people with AIDS and HIV and cancer and mental health issues. I just want to see how she raised awareness. That guy's got AIDS. Fucking, they raised awareness. Thank you. I didn't know that she guy held had a championship belt. Like Solve that issue. She raised the people's eyebrow. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't until later on in her life that you know people uh, people really loved her at this point because she was like the people's princess yeah and she would do the people's elbow um <laughs> that she kind of like admitted that she had fallen in love with um 
with someone while she was taking uh, voice coaching classes because she needed to do a lot of public speaking. Yeah. And quickly they uh, got a divorce, her and Prince Charles. They were divorced in August of 1996, um, where she later met Dodi Alfayette, who is a Egyptian billionaire son of Al Alfayette. I believe that's his name. You believe that's it? Uh, you wrote it down. I hope uh, you think that's his name. So anyways, going to the, the meat of the story. So on August 31st, 1997, the last episode of Hanging with Mr. Cooper is being aired. <laughs> I'm glued to the television because yes. it's like 10 minutes in. All of a sudden, it gets interrupted because she was in a car accident with Dodi Alpha Yet. Um, and I believe that's how you pronounce his last name, Alpha Yet. I love the effort and preparation that you put. You are a true professional, well, my friend. Keep they're on, really hard on. names to pronounce. There's a lot of H's and I's and <laughs> invisible letters. Uh, <laughs> Those are spaces, sir. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Anyways, uh, they were killed in the car accident. Trevor Reese Jones lives to tell about it. Trevor uh, Reese Jones is the limo driver of the car accident that is going on while they crash. Let me go to page two really quickly. Ooh, shit. Not only uh, to bring notes, but they're multiple pages. Well, Damn. Uh, Serious. Our baby's growing They up. are rushed to the hospital, but the hospital, the ambulance makes a lot of pit stops in the way there. Uh, they actually make a complete stop in front of a museum right before they get to the hospital. And a lot of people think that it's to actually make the wounds on Princess Diana worse than they actually were. Oh yeah. wow! So, but it's not confirmed why they stopped in front of the hospital, in front of the museum before they get to the hospital. Yeah. The tunnel that where the accident happened is completely cleared within two hours, which is ridiculously fast. And it's hosed down and cleaned off. Everything is completely cleaned off, even though it's a crime, crime scene. scene. Right. Everything is completely cleaned off within two hours. Uh, the car that they were driving was a uh, Mercedes-Benz 280, uh, which earlier that month was uh, revealed that it was stolen, and uh, uh, the car company that rented it out to, to the limo driver uh, admitted that it was stolen, and oh it was also missing a microchip that also controls the braking system of the car. Oh, wow. So they were kind of like, why the fuck are you using this as a rental yeah. vehicle to, to famous people? To famous people, fuck the commoners. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. but the famous well, people—they're important. You know, Why the fuck? Is, let's face it: if they're gonna kill Eric, they're gonna kill him with food. So that's that's true. That's a fact. Or, <laughs> or beer. beer. Or beer. Yeah. No, fact. no, not the yeah. beer, because I could get either one of us. <laughs> I don't want to accidentally drink one of those delicious Firestone Walkers. Those are good, by the way. These are those are good. I can tell because um, you haven't opened that one yet. Sorry, <laughs> I have, I'm drinking this. You haven't drinking the other one I got you. I'm, well, I'm, well, I'm having the fire. You crushed the I, can. The can's part of the design. That's, I'm sorry. That's, you that's just kind of that can. That's man. just kind of what I do. I fucking I, I finish sodas or beers or whatever, and I you know what I'll you crush I'll it. On Eric. It's not so loud. Anyway, I freaking love you, Eric. Love Anyways, you so this kind of where the conspiracy starts taking place, because a lot of people say that um, the limo driver was um, high on cocaine or some shit. Was was drunk for some reason. They used the wrong limo driver the day of the incident. Uh, everything was switched out for a different limo driver. Uh, nobody in the car was wearing seatbelts, even though Diana was very vocal about people using seatbelts. Because right. for some reason in Europe, people don't really use seatbelts. Um, let me think. So they pinned a lot of it on MI6. And a lot of it becomes uh, gets pushed back. 
kind of focus on the uh, royal family. Apparently, the day of the accident, um, the news was revealed to Dodi Alfayette's father that Diana was pregnant with a Muslim baby, and so they were going to get married. And so apparently this was like a big black eye to the royal family. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that the royal family just did like this elaborate murder to try to um, to get rid of the evidence that she yeah. was pregnant by a Muslim man. Which is like was a big taboo. This is before 9-11, have you, or whatever. Even recently when, what prince got married recently to um, the Meghan Markle or whatever? Uh, Harry. Yeah, like it was like the like even in 2018, he had to get blessings to marry someone that was half black. Yeah. So back in like 19, this is 1997. 1997, yeah. Yeah, like for her to get like somebody who already got divorced from the prince, uh-huh. and there was all sorts of like controversy of like affairs on both sides of it. Yeah, for her to leave up the prince of fucking England and marry a Muslim was very taboo yeah. and on top of that to be pregnant was even more taboo and at that, that. Been out of wedlock they didn't actually get married they were just engaged right so yeah because so they were she, very heavily like the church of england is very like hey no sex before marriage kind of thing yeah, right and so it was just basically a moral black eye for the royal family so against all french laws both the bodies were in embalmed uh so you couldn't prove if they were pregnant or she if she was pregnant and yeah. Obviously, the guy can't get pregnant, but you couldn't prove <laughs> either that. One of them, either one of them. <laughs> either one of them was pregnant. I don't know. I saw a conspiracy video. Uh, have you Have you seen that movie with Schwarzenegger? Mr. Mr. Mom? Mr. Mom, baby. I don't know. No, it's called Junior, actually. It's called Junior. Oh, that's Mr. Right. Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom was the Keaton. Michael with, Keaton. Uh, Mike Keaton. Yeah. yeah. He takes care of kids. Yeah. yeah. Which is basically just the story of a single father. <laughs> but in the 80s, they had to go. <laughs> that was before Batman, too, by the way. Yeah. So I think... Uh, I, think I, Harry, I am Harry's, of the belief that the the uh, royal family did have her killed. I, I wouldn't be surprised. They because yeah. they hated her. They loved her at first, but like when all sorts of the, the marital problems started happening, they they hated her. They even there was a con- uh, conspiracy. There's even a rumor stating that you know like because I guess uh, her ex husband Prince Charles, like when he was having an affair with Camilla or yeah. whatever who he's married to now, is that the mom and you know the powers that be. They were actually encouraging that because they were trying to get uh, Diana away from it as possible as well because she yeah. wanted to do all sorts of um, radical things, you well, know, for the royal family. You know, like when she was when she was going through that whole like, um, she would go around hugging people with AIDS, which mm-hmm. at the time it was still very taboo to yeah. like, hug people with AIDS. And um, when she was taking those like uh, those uh, public speaking classes, she kind of admitted that she had fallen in love with someone else. And I kind of feel like the whole Camilla thing was like this rush thing. Like, oh, no, you need to, like, cheat on her before it comes out public that she cheated on you. Yeah. Just because it's kind of like. It's more forgivable, quote, unquote, for in that society to have the man do what he needs to do than the woman. Because she's she's unladylike. She would be reacting to something that he had done already. You know, he he saw her as, you know, you're no longer um, appealing to me. I'm going somewhere else. And it, it's fucked up. The reality is fucked up. But mm-hmm. the royal family is saying we'd rather have him saying you're unappealing. I'm going somewhere else than her say you, a royal who is you know and, mm-hmm. and you know a couple centuries ago would have been preordained by God. You know all this other stuff. No, fuck you. Uh, you're you're yeah. You know, I'd, I'd rather have this Egyptian. Like yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. It made it made the royal family look exactly. really bad. Yeah. Exactly. Quote unquote. I'll say. And, and apparently, uh, Dodi Alfayette, uh, Aid Aid. Uh, was quoted as saying, "Though they killed my son, the royal family killed my son. She was pregnant. She had we had talked on the, over the phone, and she had admitted that she was pregnant with my son's child. 
and that's why the royal family had 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 her killed had both of them killed yeah and, and uh i guess mi6 which is like their fbi yeah or like something like that um yeah they were they played a big part in the whole murder and and apparently it is fact that mi6 was definitely keeping tabs on her well, I mean, she's a former royal, so I mean, it, it's, it would be the same thing as uh, ex-presidents and first ladies and children of presidents. After they get out of office, they have secret service for the rest of their life. That's it. So uh, that part of it—that's true. The, the idea that MI6 or any any you know official uh, English governing uh, body would have tabs on her and for the rest a, of her life—that's not something that I would find to be too. And that would be another motive too. I could think because you know, like you look at Jimmy Carter. That dude has been alive for like the last 175 years or whatever, and he still has uh, Secret Service following him around. If the secret ser- or their secret service has to follow her around as well as her new children and her new husband, the English family's not going to want to fucking pay for that. Mm-hmm. So, got to offer. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anything about that? You're right. Mm-hmm. Resources allocated to. Um, a lot of people a, think a, that a, it was a, because yeah. they didn't want a uh, Muslim stepfather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that or was a, a brown child in the you know related to the kingdom. <laughs> Excuse me, related to the crown rather. Um, speaking of brown children, Jacob, you got anything else? I okay. sure do. And speaking of government trying to kill people, um, the next one I kind of want to talk about, um, it didn't really appeal to me at first because I was like, you know what, this is kind of whatever. This is like some TMZ bullshit. But the more I kept researching it, the more I kept seeing stuff on it, the more I was like, you know what, this is a little funny. So um, <laughs> everybody, uh, do you remember uh, the actress Brittany Murphy, right? Oh, yes. dude, I was going to do this one. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you can come in Wait, on how it. did... Okay, I didn't see anything tied to the government, but go ahead. Oh, I sure this hell fucking did. So, Brittany Murphy, um, if you don't know who she is, she's the the fat friend and clueless, and then later on she <laughs> cleans up and she comes hot, and uh, she does yeah. a movie with Ashton Kutcher, and um, I may or may not have um, had a couple of wild fantasies about her. Anyways, that's besides the point. So, um, did she go like kind of crazy at the end there too? Not quite crazy, that's the hot crazy, part. but like she was. was that, that's <laughs> like ninety percent hot chicks I, in the world. Okay. If you can't deal with crazy, you can't deal with me. Art, get out! All of a sudden, <laughs> you like, don't get the show. All those, you, like, all of a sudden, I see you just totally ignoring all sorts of red flags in life, like relationship-wise and stuff like that. <sighs> Sorry, Eric. <laughs> disappointed. Crazy girls are more fun. What can I say? I let you down. Eric. I don't. I don't know about um, <clears throat> every ex-girlfriend I have is a little tad crazy. Same here. I, we'll see t- Tad crazy a little bit. Have you ever had a girl? Have you have you ever woken up, walked out of your house, your parents' house when you were a teenager, and found a girl passed out on the hood of your car? You no. Gotta, yeah, have yeah, you ever no, had a the, Tad crazy and crazier. Have you ever had things, the police right? tell you, "Hey, do you want me to take her in?" She did just hit you in front of a cop, Ooh. and I'm just like, "Nah, it's fine." <laughs> Nah, don't God, worry about it. We don't I need think, to go over. I think like, we need to have a discussion because yeah, I've been I've been smacked before too. Not by the, by, not by any current female. Not like hit life. hit, but yeah. one time this girl did shove me in front of a cop, and the cop was like, "Whoa, you know we can take her in for that, right?" Oh, like, yeah, don't worry about. Nah, it. she's gonna put out later. Oh no, don't this, worry. This this girl straight. Don't up worry about the shove. Punch. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. So all right, okay, go on, go get fucking yeah. Brittany Murphy. So. Uh, a couple of years back, I want to say it was back in 2012. Oh, and she did it. She did the movie with just uh, just married. She oh, did yeah, do yeah. Sim City yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was in Sim City. A stripper in Sim City. Yeah, Sim City. Sims. The Sims. Wait, are you going to the restroom? I see you putting your mic down. <laughs> Go to the restroom. Go. Why the fuck? It? God damn it, you son of a bitch. Go drain this lizard, sir. Because I'm going right after. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go. You're so subtle. You are the, the epitome of professionalism. We you know that, dude. Anyway, piss hard, sir. Piss hard. 
But wash your hands. I've been peeing on my own pants for years. <laughs> Keeps the pants warm. Anyways, Brittany Murphy. Okay. So I guess around 2012, she dies suddenly. And uh-huh. I guess the official report is, you know, it was just natural causes. Um, as it comes out later, her father demanded another autopsy. And they mm-hmm. found all sorts of, like, you know, metal poisoning um, and, you know, pneumonia um, that killed her. Now, yeah. a month later, her husband dies of the exact same causes. Um, metal poisoning and pneumonia now some people um, you know skeptics say that hey you know it must have been something in the pipes in the house um, something yeah this that yeah something you like uh, you, you know uh, I don't know something in the wood or whatever I don't know I, I don't know these things it's beyond me I'm gonna research that but what a lot of people think is is that um, they were getting behind uh, this documentarian who was exposing a lot of stuff that was coming in, like a lot of terrorists that were coming in over the border that were being funded by the U.S. government. Now, this is during – no, I want to say this was before 2012 um, because it was because they were talking about how the Bush administration, how they had this war on terror and that they were allowing certain terrorists to come into uh, America and do certain you know, terrorist acts or whatever, but they were being funded by the U.S. government. And her and her husband were, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is an important, you know, message. This is an important documentary that we need to get out here. And the theory is is that the FBI was poisoning, you know, their water supply. And this is why she died. And then a month later, her husband died as well. Interesting. I did see that the mom believes that it was the fungus that they found in their their home. Um, But I did think it was strange because her husband does die like a a month later. A month later, yeah, after that. Yeah, but they were also, I think both of them were on, like, painkillers, weren't they? Yeah, but they, they showed that that had nothing to do with it because it was mostly, you know, metal poisoning. And I don't yeah. know any... But she pain. was fighting pneumonia at the time as well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I didn't see anything about the... Because I did look into that. I didn't see the whole, like, government. Like, they were really into documentaries. Um, but who isn't in 2018, yeah. though? Yeah. I don't know. I... I, did, I didn't see that part, but I did see the black fungus thing, and then the mom was like, "God damn that black fungus!" Yeah, but what was weird is is that the autopsy, the initial autopsy came out, and they said that hey, no, that you know this was just natural causes, and she was very young, was she like thirty one or something, something like, like that? that? Yeah, I mean she was healthy, you know. Thirty one club. Yeah, thirty one club. club, and you know her husband as well. You know he was you know very. Uh, I think he was older. Yeah, he was older, but he was, he was like forty one bit and stuff like that yeah, yeah but another theory is too is that you know this was like a, a murder um suicide uh, by the husband as well yeah. uh, i don't know no yeah so that's one of them so eric you got another one yeah i got a couple more okay go ahead um, eric so um speaking of uh penises and whatnot um the mahatma mahatma gandhi oh yeah i like um, that guy. yeah there you go um he so okay so so the mahatma gandhi the, gandhi's fucking death it's not what i'm talking about i want to talk about his father when uh, Gandhi was younger, um, he uh, he was taking care of his sick father. Um, they knew death was coming, right? And he is uh, upstairs taking care of you know taking care of his father. You know, kind of you know feeding him broth and you know wipe you know doing the, all of the the typical movie shit. You know, what I mean, yeah. Put, putting the the wet rag on his forehead and all that stuff, right? Um, his wife calls down to him, uh, says, you know, hey, come downstairs and you know let's uh, let's get it on. And so he goes downstairs and he gets it on. And he comes back upstairs, and his father's dead. His father had died in the time it took him to. And I mean, he, he's Gandhi, so I don't know. Fucking maybe he was down. He knows like bit. the fucking I mean, uh, yeah. tantric sex or whatever, yeah, he like was, Sting. He, he was Indian, you know what I mean? So I mean, he, he went through the whole conversation. Yeah, he could have, I don't know, but um, 
when he goes back, his father's dead. And I guess he carried that guilt for the rest of his fucking life. Uh, but speaking of getting it on, and speaking of, uh, you know, father, son kind of things, uh, Marvin Gaye. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee. Oh, no, 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 no. Which okay. I want to go over next. Oh, okay. No, Okay, no. Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. So, Marvin Gaye's death. Um, I don't know if you know this, but... Okay, all right, well, okay. So, let's, let's, just, let's just start... Go over the facts, sir. Okay, so go over the facts. All right. A um, couple of days before Marvin Gaye died, um, he was in his home, uh, and his uh, he had his... I believe he had his parents living with him. Yeah. And um, his, his mother and his father had gotten into an argument about... Uh, I guess some insurance paperwork that had been misplaced, like some mm. sort of claim that they had to make, and uh, they they couldn't do it. And I guess it got pretty fucking heated, and uh, it got to a point where where uh, Marvin Gay, Marvin Jr. was telling his father, Marvin Senior, um, you know, you do not talk to my mother like that. You get the hell out of the house. You know, you 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 do all this other stuff. You know, he basically brings his mom into his bedroom and kind of barricades them in and stuff like that, and and says, you know, pops, you get the fuck out, right? So, the father, I guess, leaves. Cool. Comes back the next day. Another big fucking argument between uh, the mother and the father. Uh, and uh, Marvin Jr. again says, you know what? Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. You two are doing whatever. You know, and I guess father and son start arguing. So, Marvin Gaye Jr. and Marvin Gaye Sr. are fucking just yelling at each other. They're really going at it. And then finally, it gets to a point where... Um, Son pushes father, shoves father out of the bedroom door, shoves him out into the hallway, and just starts beating the ever-loving crass out of him. Just you know, hits him, knocks him down, kicks him while he's down. Um, his uh, his mom is yelling for him to stop and all this stuff. Fucking so, finally he gets done. Uh, senior goes away, fucking, um, and just walks out. Now, Marvin Gaye's sisters had said that when they were growing up, their father had made no bones about it. You know, uh, whenever I beat you, whenever I do this, it's for your own good. Um, don't you ever touch me. Don't you ever touch me. Don't you ever retaliate. If you were to ever touch me, I will fucking murder you. Mm-hmm. Well, Marvin Gaye touched his father. And so a few hours later, Marvin Gaye's father comes back. Doesn't, doesn't say nothing. Comes back to the house. Comes straight to the bedroom. Opens the bedroom door. Pops fucking shoots, shoots Marvin Gaye right in the Fuck. chest. Fucking he was killed by his own father. Shot him once. That shot perforated his heart. His lungs, his kidneys, God his stomach—like it was just a. It had. He, I mean, I gotta wonder what fucking angle he shot from because he yeah. got fucking everything. And uh, yeah, Marvin Gaye immediately slumped over, and uh, yeah, he was. It, I think he got shot a couple of times, but it was that one shot. That one mm-hmm. shot was always necessary. He was just got center mass and it was just fucking dead, done. Wow. So I mean, some fucked up ways to go, but I mean, getting shot by your pops like. That's pretty fucked That's up. That's brutal as fuck. That's pretty fucked up. And, and and when he went to trial, like, no one denied it. No one said, you know, mom didn't say that anything else happened. None of the sisters said, no, he couldn't have. No, he couldn't. Like, they said, you know, yeah, no, he exactly told us. What happened. He told us as we were growing up. If you, t- you know, if you retaliate, if you hit me back, if you whatever, I will kill you. I guess those were exact words. Kill you, murder not you, something that effect. Yeah, he, did, and he did not exaggerate. Damn, I and, thought Michael Jackson had a bad dad. And the father fucking went, went to trial. Marvin Gaye Sr. went to trial. And Marvin Gaye Sr. said, yeah, I fucking did it. Hey, do you hear me? Damn. I, I came back. What was the... Um, I know he... I, obviously, he went to jail or whatever. But, like, what was the sentence? Uh, you know what? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But it's probably dead now. He, he probably died. In yeah. Because he was older already. Because, Marvin Gaye. Yeah, but, but he was old. Yeah, he would have already been older. But, I mean, you you... You leave, you come back with the gun, 
you open the door. You it wasn't the fact that he had to go and get the weapon and come back. Oh, crime cool. of passion. That shit's out the window. He 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 knew what he was going to do. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So no, I, I gotta believe he died in prison. I don't. I did not see what the actual sentence was. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no fucking way. There's no fucking yeah. way. There's no parole on that. <laughs> That's brutal. So speaking of father and son, one that I, I they just kept coming up and 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 up. It's Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee's death. Yeah, so, the government did it. Yeah, no, <laughs> the government did do this one, but um, the facts. Just to go over the facts, the Bruce facts. Lee. Bruce Lee passes away. The official story is, you know, he was filming his last movie, which was which. Wow, fuck. Um, uh, Dance of Death or something like that. What's the What's the one with fucking uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Uh, oh, game of death. 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 Right. You fucked so, up with this dance of death. And I was like, no, that's not right. I don't yeah, that. no, that's a fucking Iron Maiden fucking album. <laughs> but anyways, um, the game of death. He's filming this uh, film, and you know something's going on. He's meeting with the director. He's meeting with somebody else, and um, he starts to have a headache. Uh, they gave him some kind of painkiller, and apparently he has a rea- an allergic reaction. Yeah. And he passes away. Right. Now that's the official story. Um, a young age too. I believe he's only like 31 or 32 or something like that. Um, our age, basically. Yep. And he's already just taking the world by storm or whatever. You know what? Why you got to be like that, dude? I mean, I know this podcast is taking the world by storm, but yeah. You know why? Why you got to put it in those terms? You know what I mean? Just don't take no painkillers from anybody <laughs> you don't know. But anyways, sure. that seems to be a common theme, like across mm-hmm. all of, not all of them, but a lot of them. Just Do not like, take candies from strangers. Do not go in vans. You know what? It's that fucking simple. You know yeah. why can't we all just go back to kindergarten? Don't take candy for strangers. Line up in boy-girl order, okay? There it is. There it is. But anyways, so that's the official story. The um, the conspiracy is, though, is that when Bruce Lee, you know, was coming up in Hollywood, um, he was trying to get roles that, you know, that he really wanted, like a main, like leading man role. You know, he's this handsome, fit, you know, outstanding, you know, action hero, whatever, but Hollywood's not giving him the time of day. And so... There's a theory going around that the triads, the Chinese mafia, if you yep. will, they're the ones that started broker brokeraging him, you know, roles, you know, intimidating, you know, producers and whatnot, trying to get him into, you know, these roles. And so finally, he starts making movies in Hong Kong with the, uh, their producers, their directors, the people that, you know, are able to, you know, give him, you know, bolster his stardom or whatever. And so the time comes that, you know, he it's time for him to pay them back and yep. starts, you know, he is already making no movies you know and tv shows in in uh, hollywood and it's time for him to come back and do some 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 stuff back in hong kong well he tells him no you know i'm not you know i'm not a fucking puppet on the string i'm fucking motherfucking bruce lee you know and i'm gonna right. do what i want to do i'm an artist you know i'm doing what i want to do and so the theory is is that you know like no we got you to where you were at you're gonna do what we fucking say and so you know bruce lee man of his own ambition said no i'm gonna do what i want to do and so they're the ones that said hey you know they set up this whole thing we're like hey you're gonna meet with this director and we're gonna slip something in your drink and then we're gonna give you another pill that's gonna put you unconscious now they said that when he finally you know took the pill and laid down you know after his headache that it took a whole hour between the time it took for them to get the ambulance to get him to the hospital which is only about a couple miles away and they also said too that the initial phone call when they found him went to the director's sister first and the sister who was in some other city or what have you called the ambulance right to get there so the whole thing seems a little bit fishy right there so the theory is bruce lee was killed by the triads now this ties into brandon lee uh his son 
because as we know, going over the facts, Brandon Lee was filming The Crow. Yep. And during the filming of The Crow, um, one of the scenes is, is he's supposed to get shot in the chest, um, you know, yeah. with a fake bullet or a, a blank, if you will. And that, you know, this was just supposed to be, you know, a fake gun, prop gun, or whatever. Well, anyways, it was with a real gun. Um, they said it was actually the gun that uh, was used in Dirty Harry. And that, you know, they did it yeah. for, you know, effect or whatever. You know, it looks sexy on the screen. The big old fucking one. Yeah, it's a fucking cannon. Yeah. Yeah. And that they were going to use blanks or whatever. And so what they did is they the prop master said, hey, we took some real bullets. We emptied them out. And it's supposed to have the same, you know, visual effect as actual gun going off. But once it goes off, you know, nothing happens or right. whatever. You know, and the blood packet's supposed to burst out right. or whatever. But I guess apparently someone had slipped in some live rounds. Um, or they had some rounds that were semi-hollowed, and they still had enough gunpowder to let a bullet discharge and hit somebody in the chest. Yeah, so, okay, so, so the, the explanation that I, that I had seen for this, and I just saw this from uh, years ago. Um, I didn't even think about it in the leagues. I fucking love Kung Fu Flicks. I love Kung Fu Flicks. Oh, fuck yeah. And so I was actually, um, I read about this years ago. So it was this big, long, convoluted chain of events where basically during one shoot, they had the gun, and they had... Basically, they had two different types of blanks. They had a blank that was the um, the bullet itself. Like it, it looks like an actual bullet. It has the, the proper head on onto it. It does not have any gunpowder in it. Correct. But it still has the uh, the cap, the firing cap. Mm-hmm. And so it's in this revolver, right? And so they have a shot where someone just shoots it with you know. Basically, the shot is supposed to be someone puts the bullet in, holds the gun up, and then shoots it all one shot. And when they did that, the firing cap, um, it was forced enough that the actual bullet, the lead portion, kind of jumped into the barrel but didn't actually come out because there's no gunpowder. Exactly. So there's, there's, the firing cap is supposed to ignite the gunpowder, nothing to ignite. Fucking the bullet doesn't, go, doesn't, the gun doesn't really go off, but it was enough that that little bit got lodged in the barrel. Days later, someone gets proper blanks, which is basically... A proper bullet. It's 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 a firing cap. It is gunpowder, but it's just like a piece of uh, like a, a, a cork cork or something like that. Instead of the lead bullet, it's cork at the end, and so it's just supposed to you know bounce off, but just bounce off or disintegrate or you know whatnot. But with an actual piece of lead in the barrel, it's a little bit longer. But what you have essentially you have the components of a complete bullet, mm. and so when the shot was fired an actual slug came out and hit Brandon Lee in the chest because two days before someone had fucked with it and hadn't, hadn't taken the time to actually. And they said too, like, and this is like fact that they dismissed like the, the head prop master early. Yeah. And that's why that was allowed to happen. Right now they're saying what, what, what happened in between that when he was dismissed early and then, you know, this actual fire, you know, arm got discharged or whatever. And they said that the theory is, is that the triads, cause they did a similar thing too with Brandon saying, yeah. Hey, your father still owes us some movies. By default, since you're your father's only son, we need you to come over to Hong Kong and do these movies for us. Yep. Brandon Lee has strong, just like his dad said, no, I'm you know making this movie, which ended up being The Crow, which a lot of people dig. Yeah, I'm not too much a big fan of The Crow, but a lot of people... I love The Crow, but... A lot of people love The Crow. I get it. But it was some straight bang shit, you know what I mean? Fuck yeah. He, he, was, he was in prison for his father's sins, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of, that's, that's how... Uh, the other thing that I've heard about with the triads and Bruce Lee is the fact that Bruce Lee was teaching his style to non-Chinese. You know, exactly. To, to whites, to blacks. And so you on know, top to of... Who uh, in particular? 
uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was one of his uh, his uh, students. That's how we got. Actually, Chuck Norris. Uh, he did work with Chuck Norris. Actually, a lot of his students were actors in uh, his movies. If you watch uh, Enter the Dragon, the dude with the scar, O'Hara. Mm-hmm. Um, O'Hara is one of his students. The actor is one of his students. And that actor is like in several of his movies. Um, again, from that fucking movie, there's, there's the dude that's fighting uh, the white guy. I can't remember what his name. Uh, the white good guy. Uh, not the Chinese, the black guy. And he's wearing a big-ass fucking ring. And it's like, God damn. Um, that guy who's wearing the ring, um, he's he's just like a little part in the movie, but he's one of Lee's students. And there's a bunch of people that are just like, you know, Lee's teaching them. And so, fuck it. You know, I, I because the thing with Bruce Lee was his movies weren't necessarily just about pure entertainment. They were also about teaching the style mm-hmm. and like showing his philosophy. And that's why there wasn't like a whole lot of crazy wire work like Jet Li or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and so what better way to do that than to actually bring in my own students to play the parts and to really, you know, try to, um, but yeah, so he was trying to teach all these people that were, that were non-Chinese nationals mm. and, uh, supposedly a bunch of triads fucking took, took offense to that and yeah, offed them. Uh, very similar thing happened with, actually, I wasn't going to bring this up cause I don't know who the fuck this is. Uh, John Eric Hexum. Okay. Um, but, uh. He also died by blank. Oh wow! Um, he was fucking around on a t- on a TV show uh, for CBS uh, cover up, and he was just being dumb, and he just put a blank into a revolver, and he just sitting there bored, just shooting the shit, whatever, and he puts a blank in the revolver. There's nothing but the blank, and he decides fuck it and puts it up to his temple and oh, shoots it because he's, he's 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 playing Russian roulette. Ha 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 ha. Bam. The fucking, but at that close range, at that close of range, that blank still like he was. Uh, it didn't kill him right away, but he wasn't. He was uh, rushed to a hospital. He was in a coma for I guess six days, and then Fuck. he did die. And yeah. that was just because he just fucked up and just wanted to be dumb and play, you know, <laughs> Russian roulette. That's why I don't <laughs> fuck with guns like that, man. Like ever, I remember one time I was at a house party or whatever, and I'm like, I'm not much of a partier. So it's like I always like like go out to the backyard and hang out with the people you know right. they're you know not being crazy or whatever. And so I remember we were hanging out like in the shed. I don't don't ask me what we were doing in the shed, but it was like kind of like like a little man cave or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But yeah. I feel like we have to. Ask you were you, you now. were you were you were studying don't the Bible, ask me right? Whose dick I was sucking? You but. you were talking about your favorite Bible verses, right? That's exactly, it. John three seventeen. There it is, the okay, most good. underrated Bible verse of all time. <laughs> How do you follow up sixteen? But anyways, um, but it got super weird in there. And by weird, <laughs> yeah, no, I bet, man. I no, I won't ask any questions, man. So that's true. And by weird, I mean like the people that I thought were just. No, 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 way, no, it's no, funny because no, no. did it a couple episodes ago. You go like, I'm one of the straightest guys. I, I, I feel like that's something a straight guy. It got it got weird because they were talking about Bible verses and someone p- pulled out Psalm 16. So, anyways, like, you were in the shed about, with all these dudes. We're talking about we're talking about Bible <laughs> verses. You pull out Psalm uh, Psalm 16. What the fuck are you doing? That's why I got weird. Right, anyway, continue. Continue. So I'm thinking these people are just chill as hell, right? wrong so they take out a bag of cocaine and they right. start snorting it right. right there in front of me and i'm just trying to read the bible be the best christian i can That's be right? right meanwhile they pull out like, their nose clamps so uh-huh. this is elton john back in the 70s go yep. ahead and so one of the guys he pulls out a fucking revolver i don't know what kind of gun it is or whatever i just know it's a fucking revolver right he puts one bullet in there and he starts spinning it and he goes who the fuck's ready to play a game and i said fuck that and i got the Fuck out yep. of there, because these yep. motherfuckers are already coked up. They're drunk yep. already, yep. and now they're coked up as shit. And then you're gonna play Russian roulette. Nah, and we never saw yeah. Greg again. 
By the way, by the way, whoever the fuck said about you know uh, offending because we called Groot a Navajo, fucking we never brought or they never brought Greg back, and he actually did say something like intentionally, oh, yeah, unintentionally offensive yeah. or yeah. whatever. Anyway, yeah. And you guys on, are still continue. friends with him, by the way. The person that's offended by that, you guys are still close oh. friends with him. So suck my. Penis. I think I know who it is then. Anyway. So, with that said, did you want to bring up uh, your next one? Uh, I had Natalie Wood on mine. Are you guys familiar with the actress? Yeah, Natalie okay. Wood. I'm glad you did because speaking of Russian roulette, wasn't it one of the people involved <laughs> in this story? Uh, the deer hunter, uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken's in yeah, the story. Yeah, the deer hunter. That's such a fucking horrible movie. But, yeah, they play so, fucking Russian roulette now. Can we just refer to Christopher Walken now as the deer hunter? <gasps> yeah. I can't do a Christopher Walken What the impression. fuck was that? That just sounded like an old man who oh, fell over. Sounds like Grandpa Simpson. I can't do a Christopher Walken impression. That's, you know what? You got you anything better, Eric? No, I don't. And that's and that's it. I am going to fuck off, Eric. I Jacob, you got to... anything better? No, Nellie Wood. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, he's a tough person to do an impression of. Anyways, famous. Well, not, it is, not, everyone does an impression. Oh, let me hear that's, it. That's my fucking shame. That is my fucking shame. I can't do impressions to the point that I can't do a Walken. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm good at impressions, sorry. but yeah, that is one that I can't That's do. It's a tough one. Anyway, she's famous for movies such as Miracle on 34th Street, West Side Story, and Real Without a Cause. And she's but hot. She is really hot. As I was doing research for this, I was like, God damn. She she's like, hot Wait, today's okay, so who, the, who, who the fuck are we talking about again? I already Natalie missed Natalie Wood. Oh, okay. We talked about Walken She gave so me some wood. <laughs> to be honest, I got a little uh, I got a little confused. I thought we were still talking about Christopher Walken, and you said, she's hot. And I'm like, oh, we're no, not talking about Christopher Walken hot. anymore. That's I'll be not. completely honest with you. She's Fucking hot. Anyway, all right, yeah, continue. She's Anyways, a MILF. She is a certified MILF. I don't know if she has she any is, children. I don't think she has kids. Then she's she's fucking just hot. That is ageist, sir. I don't give a shit. She's fucking hot. Natalie Wood. Anyways, Natalie Wood, right? On November 20... Sorry, 29th, 1981. And I actually did some research on this date. So this is right after Thanksgiving, right? Uh, where the Bears you- played... The Cowboys <laughs> on Thanksgiving. You asshole. Where the Bears... No, the, the the Cowboys actually win 10 to 9. It was a very uneventful game. But I just wanted to look up um, who was playing that weekend or that, that Thanksgiving day. So I did some research on that. <laughs> but anyways, so let me set the mood. So Natalie Ooh. Wood... Oh, shit. The lights just went dim. Art just pulled out candles. He's setting the mood, baby. Natalie Wood, a long time... Oh, by the way, she has a long time fear of drowning because as a child, she went to a fortune teller and the fortune teller told her that she was going to die of drowning. Wow. And she had such a fear that she actually refused to wash her hair. She would only wash her hair like once a week. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. Actually, that's... Maybe that's that's the secret to beauty then, I guess. Actually, no, that's that's, that's actually kind of common. It is kind of common, but she she had a huge fear of drowning. That her, yeah. her her washing her hair was a big deal. Like she needed a yeah, lot yeah, of help yeah. washing her hair. So, anyways, um, so the people she goes on a boat right after Thanksgiving in the Catalina Islands. It's her, obviously Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner, a famous actor at the time. Wasn't that her husband as well? Her I, husband, I, I, her I, husband, I, who by the way she had divorced um, in 1962. They were married in 1957, divorced in 1962, and then married again in 1972. That's a toxic ass relationship yeah. already. Yeah, that's like that's kind of bad. Yeah, so that's kind of weird already. So, anyways, she starts working on a TV show, which I didn't write the name down of the TV show that she was working <laughs> on. Christopher, but her and Christopher Walken start working on a TV show. But Robert Wagner, her husband, is like pretty jealous so much so that he would fly down to check up on them a lot of the times, just because he kept hearing rumors that there were like sparks flying between the two of them. Yeah. 
So, Christopher Walken. Uh, Christopher Walken can't do one. <laughs> so, That's really bad. Uh, Grandpa Simpson. Your, your, Bob, your Bobcat's much better. <laughs> I can't do one either. Uh, anyway, so he invites both of them on his uh, private boat off the Catalina Islands after Thanksgiving. So he takes them both out there. Um, so it's Robert Woods. Uh, I'm sorry, Natalie Woods, Robert Wagner, Christopher Watkins, and their boat, Dennis uh damber the boat's captain the the boat's captain Dennis we'll damber him, wasn't the boat boat sorry we'll call him captain from now on <laughs> so anyways at this time period in the uh hollywood circle there's a lot of uh there's a lot of uh whispers of natalie woods and christopher Watkins having a romantic relationship so obviously uh robert yeah. wagner is not having that shit so Robert Wagner didn't do that shit. Yeah, he don't fuck around with that shit. I wouldn't either fuck that. I ain't gonna let Christopher Walken's weird ass fucking snatch my hot ass girl up. A man's property is... I can't do one, what sorry. The fuck? Fuck. I don't even know what the fuck you're trying to do there. No, fuck that, yeah. No. That was yeah. some straight, like, old Dumbledore Man. shit. Who's that one guy from Jurassic Park? The, the weird dude? The, um, 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 fuck, what name escapes me right now. But he's just as weird as fucking Christopher Walken. Oh, Walken's. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. I... Okay, if I'm hot like Natalie Wood... I'd rather go for Jeff Goldblum than fucking weird ass fucking Christopher Walken. Yeah, but Jeff Goldblum's a Did fly at this point. Did you see Christopher Walken though in the seventies? He looked like fucking. Um, he, he was a step away from looking like fucking Mr. Pink. I don't know about that. If Mr. I, Pink had some good teeth, like that'd be Christopher Walken basically. I think, I think I, I, if I had to pick someone to play him in the seventies, I'd probably go with Leonardo DiCaprio. Really. Yeah, I think you're looking at the wrong pictures. I don't know. Leonardo DiCaprio is pretty. DiPetto. I don't know, man. As Christopher Walken in the seventies, I don't know. I, I just imagine. I don't like, know, man. I just imagine I Christopher Walken is always Christopher. Bullshit. I imagine Christopher Walken is always Christopher Walken, just like with different colored hair. Like let's look up pictures of Christopher Walken. You know what? Let's not do that because that does not quite uh, is is not exactly conducive nah. to the podcast Anyways. format. This is how you know I'm not gay because I don't know who the fuck's attractive, and who's not attractive. I know Brad Pitt's attractive in Interview with a Vampire. That's only because he you looks like a woman. You just said you would fuck Christopper Walken. No, I'm just kidding. I would see, not see. I, I, I gotta I gotta dispute that because okay you may not have opinions on everyone about who is and isn't attractive but the people you do find attractive the men you find attractive you are very aggressive about the fact that you find them attractive come on Brad Pitt interview with I'm a vampire just saying, I'm just saying he looks like Tom he look- Hardy yeah Tom Hardy's beautiful though. and his traps Tom Hardy's traps yeah. if you had to massage anyone's shoulder blades who would it be hmm yeah, but I guess Tom Hardy it's funny because I didn't say just men. You could have picked a woman. Go with the Tom Hardy. God damn it, that's you. Actually, you know what? I, I thought about that. You Roseanne, know, okay, fuck. Can, uh, the Undertaker. Have you seen pictures of him doing like uh, back workouts? He's got two fucking hams on either side of his spine when he's doing that shit. God damn. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so anyways. So they go on this fucking boat, right? The first night, Friday night, they get in a huge fight, right? Natalie Woods and her husband get in a huge fight. So the captain of the boat takes her ashore. And they get a motel room together, and they end up staying the night together. Nobody really knows what happened. According to him, they uh, just get drunk together in the hotel room, and then they go back on the boat the next day. Right. So the next day, they get back on the boat, and then they decided to uh, go back to land to uh, eat at a restaurant. At the restaurant, they get really drunk, and apparently one of the people in the party, uh, nobody really knows why. Nobody really knows who, but a lot of people think it's Christopher Walken who orders like a bunch of daiquiris, 
Like I think it was like eight daiquiris. Holy fuck! So, I, I could see Christopher Walken ordering a bunch of daiquiris. Oh, fucking, I, damn it! I damn wish no. I could do it. Stop! I'm not trying daiquiri. to set you up. God, I'm not trying to set you up. I could just see him. All right, goddamn, continue. So, anyway, give me pretty, one of each color. Not you. That's oh, the best one so far. So keep going. <laughs> that's not saying much. So anyway, so they're pretty drunk, right? And this is barely like lunchtime. So we'll say from like noon to one. So then they get back on the boat. Their art is creating facts now based upon the, the information he has gleaned off of. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Continue. So anyways. Noon to one. Between the hours of noon to one, the official police report says. <laughs> lunchtime. They wrote lunchtime. Anyways, they get back on the fucking boat. They keep drinking. Apparently, there's a, according to Robert Wagner and Christopher Walken, there's a political discussion between the two. And it gets pretty heated, but not to the point of them being violent. It's mostly like Jacob and, and uh, Jesus talking about what's the difference between a government contractor <laughs> and a government <laughs> We'll say it like that. I love how much you love that little interaction. <laughs> I love that interaction. Dude, that was gold, though, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so, continue. Um, so the, they, it, gets, it gets heated, but not too heated. Apparently, Natalie Woods is just uh, not having that shit. So she goes off. She disappears. And the next morning, they find her dead floating in the water. So this is where they, the police interview all three of them. And all three of them have kind of similar yet different stories to what happened. Uh, uh, Christopher Walken's story is that he was there and he did have a, a small argument. But at the same time, he uh, didn't want anything to do with it. So he kind of just went back to his room and, um, and that was the end of the night. And he, that's all the last time he saw them. He just retired back to his room after the argument. And it wasn't a very heated argument. He just decided to go back to his room. Uh, the uh, the captain of the boat says that they there was an argument. And one of them yelled, what are you trying to fuck my wife? And then... <laughs> and that was Natalie Wood. Yeah. <laughs> that was Natalie Wood saying that. And then uh, Robert Wagner went up to the... Um, went up to his... Went up to the captain's uh, quarters and said... Hey, uh, my wife is missing, but I don't want to alarm anyone. We just need to send a strict signal. Don't turn on the fog lights. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of where the beginning of the of the search party went on. And then... Uh, uh, so wait, he said don't turn on the fog lights? Yeah, he said don't turn on the lights. So, he said, wanna... so, so basically what he said was, we need to look for my wife, but don't disturb anybody. So this might make it easy to look for my wife. But it will also alert everyone else on the boat. Or you'll see else. a fucking so, dead hot yeah. body flying and so floating not, around. And so we need to be discreet about this search. Be discreet, but said. my wife yeah. is missing. Yeah, I went to the room. She wasn't there. Um, and then the captain, which one? Wait, um, Robert Wagner just basically said that there was a fight. He went back to his room, and she was missing. And so then he went up to the captain, and he said, "We need to look for my wife. Send the distress signal. She's missing." Um, they found his wife floating a mile away from the ship. Fuck. And uh, she was wearing a, a parka jacket and a nightgown. And she had bruises all over her body. So at the time, they were just saying she, she accidentally drowned. She was trying to get back to land. She probably took the little ship. There was a little ship tied to the boat. Right. She tried to take the little ship back to the land. Um, and... She didn't know how to swim, so she just drowned. But then they were like, hey, she has bruises all over her body, and they're very inconsistent with drowning. Perhaps her husband killed her. Maybe That's exactly the intonation they used to. Hey, guys. Maybe <laughs> your husband killed her. Um, 
I'm of the belief that the the, the captain the captain of the boat actually killed her. Really. Uh, the only reason why I believe that is because Christopher Walken's story and and uh, Robert Wagner's stories are very similar. The one with the weirdest story is the captain, and the one that had like the overnight stay at the hotel the night prior to this was the captain as well. So yeah. I don't know if he like tried to get it on with her, and he, she was like, "No," <laughs> and then the following night. No, Same I've thing. got two other men fighting me already. I don't, I don't need a fucking dirty. Hey, boat you're just captain. the captain of a boat, sir. I only have two holes for that. <laughs> hey, those two other guys are really famous. And you're not. You're just a captain. So I wouldn't be surprised if he tried some shit, and then he just tried to dispose of the body because yeah. it didn't work out. Okay, so this happened when the early '80s, you said, uh, or late '70s. Eighty-one. Okay, yeah. So early '80s. And they close it off just as like a fucking... That sound um, was Art ruffling through his exhaustive notes. <laughs> and so, okay, they dismiss it as just accidental drowning. And I guess recently, like within the last, I want to say last six months or so, mm-hmm. they reopened the case. They started looking at Robert Wagner yeah. again. And for those who don't know who Robert Wagner was uh, is, um, you see Austin Powers, he's number two. Yeah. Yeah, so he's that mm-hmm. guy with the eye patch. I know that. Yeah, that's Robert Wagner. <laughs> And then what's his name? I love that that is the frame of reference. And then Rob Rob Lowe does an excellent impersonation of him. So anyways, that's who we're talking about right there. So the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, they reopened this case, and they're still investigating it as of right now. So, Which is fucking nuts to me, the the, the way that all these cases just, like, some of these cases just keep going. Just don't, don't, which means there's got to be something there. There's got to be something that that, 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 uh, you can glean off of, that you can work off of, some little clue, some, I don't know. Well, a lot of it too is like the LAPD and the sheriff, the LA Sheriff's Department. They're very corrupt, and um, I'm just gonna gloss through these real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I just love how you make that declaration right there. Just very corrupt. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they're By very the corrupt. Way, they're the same ones that didn't catch uh, Biggie's killer. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because um, going back to like the golden era of Hollywood, and I know we're running it, running out of time. I guess you could say like sort going back of, yeah. to okay, like Marilyn Monroe, the Black Dahlia, or whatever. A lot of these um, cases, they go quote-unquote unsolved because there's a lot of people behind the scenes paying you know, these officers off. And a lot of these studio heads will hold um, blackmail over you know, investigators and detectives. And one that I thought was pretty interesting was the Black Dahlia. Um, Ooh, you're going to do the Black Dahlia? Well, I feel like the Black Dahlia no, deserves, that, that deserves its own episode. Let, let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. That's, that deserves its own episode, but I just to give it like a frame of reference. It's just, um, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> a current um, sheriff's department, uh, LA sheriff's department detective, he believes his own father uh, was the actual killer of the Black Dahlia, and yeah. they even oh, show yeah, and then you know he they show the house and where it happened at and everything secret rooms, secret rooms, um, and that the doctor that his dad was actually a doctor, a famous doctor for you know the Hollywood celebrities, and he ran like a VD clinic, so he had all this dirt on you know famous celebrities, all this dirt on you know yeah. sheriff's officers, and he had all the dirt like you know on the comings and goings of you know and affairs that happened in Hollywood, and that's the only reason why he got off was because he held all this blackmail towards people, and that's a common theme too, like even with Marilyn Marilyn Monroe's uh, quote unquote suicide, you know a lot of people think you know hey it could have been you know the mafia and their ties with the Kennedys, uh, could have been the CIA, and what it comes down to too is she ruffle the wrong feathers like in hollywood yeah, as well yeah. and like i said that one deserves its own episode as well that's why i didn't bring that one up yeah. uh just but like a lot of like early hollywood um instances like even james dean yeah. uh it's just these these things would happen these strange things would happen and then they got so good um the the landscape of hollywood just got so good at covering up these these uh deaths 
is because it's a land of lies. It was built on lies. It's it oh, yeah. It's a land oh, built yeah. on illusion. And, you know, if you didn't submit to what they wanted, you know, um, they talked about like a lot of, you know, actors, they were homosexual. And, mm-hmm. you know, they would be like, hey, you need to pretend that this person is your wife or your girlfriend or whatever right. so that it'll sell more movie tickets. And when those people will start to rebel or, you know, they would start to come out and, you know, want to say their own thing, something fishy would happen and they would overdose or they would die like in uh, a crash or something it, like it that. It didn't even have to be that 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 major. Like, uh, even recently with Harvey Weinstein and all this stuff that's been coming out, you know, a lot of uh, actresses that would have been would have been huge that, you know, you saw them for a solid mm-hmm. three or four years in the early 90s. Uh, they they did not you know uh, acquiesce to Harvey Weinstein's advances, and uh, now people are coming out and saying that yeah you know guys that are well at least in, in these cases are innocent producers and casting directors and whatnot are saying yeah we wanted these people but then we got word from Weinstein's people that oh these are really difficult actors to work with mm-hmm. these you don't want to deal with them they're they're just going to be pain in the ass or you know yeah they're going to be blackballed and and, and and so that's and that's exactly how. And that's exactly how blackballing works. It's not that it's not so much that the entirety of the, um, the 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 area and the group and the scene is like fuck that person. All it takes is one or two people in a With spot enough power. Of, re- uh, of enough power and enough influence that they can go out and they can say no, nah, that's that's. That's not a person, and that's not a person you want to that's fuck with. And and the pro- and the thing is that you, yeah, it's not a person in the slightest. Um, that's a fucking dog, dude. Then you don't you don't want that as your fucking romantic love interest for your hero. Um, you get one or two people that like you know what I'm gonna take a chance, and they legitimately are difficult. The fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Was that my computer? I just heard that? that in my okay. head. Yeah, me too. Anyway, um, it doesn't matter what the fuck happened. Um, uh, it doesn't matter who the fuck these people are. You know, you get a couple in, in power saying that person is not difficult to work with. Don't hire them. They fucked me over. They fucked on dates. You know, they 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 didn't show up. Um, they they ended up uh, you know requesting too much money. They ended up you know that's how you get blackballed. And that's and so it doesn't have to it definitely definitely fucking you know often people murders overdoses mm-hmm. suicides. You know, I'm doing a lot of air quotes right now. Uh, those definitely did occur. But it, it could just be as simple as. It's a time on tradition in that in that uh, in that and, culture, and you got to look at it this way too as well. Like um, we, one topic I really want to cover is the La Costa Nostra, the fucking the mafia, the Italian mafia. Um, we know how they operate, you know. Yeah. You know, it's been well documented. You how they with operate. the fishies. And you know, anywhere where you can make money at, you know, their lifestyle, how they keep things in order, is going to trickle down to other fucking industries as well. Yeah. So oh, the yeah. Hollywood industry, you bet your goddamn balls that fucking that's how they fucking operated as well. Even in The Godfather, you know, they had um, that one of the first scenes in there. His his one of his godsons was like, "Hey, I need this role, but this Hollywood producer will not hire me because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to hire a guinea to fucking you know play the main role in his in his movie. But if I could just get this role, it would turn my career around." And, you know, what does Vito Corleone do? He fucking uh, puts a dead fucking horse head in the bed. I mean, and and this is based off of fucking real stories, too. A lot of those fucking, that's that's Frank Sinatra's story right there. He had the backing of the Italian mafia, which influenced, you know, the Hollywood, you know, at least to put him in roles. By the way, two notes. First of all, Nancy Nancy Sinatra just died about a week ago. Very very sad. Um, Mm -hmm. Nancy Sinatra? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then uh, the other thing was, I I just, just just a quick thought, my own personal thought. I listened to a a concert... uh, when Frank Sinatra was a good thirty or forty years into his career, mm-hmm. and he was doing not even that, not even that long. I think he, I think it was still like the late fifties, so he wasn't even that far in. Like he wasn't like, a, you know, a hack or whatever the fuck. And he was, and he was singing um, "My Way," mm-hmm. 
and uh, he has his moment, and he does an aside to the crowd and says, "I hate this song so much. I hate this song so much." <laughs> you know, and the crowd goes, "Oh!" And he goes, "Hey, you try singing this song, you know, three hundred nights out of the year. You know, see if you still want to do it, right?" Yeah. And so, just something about that idea that Frank Sinatra, if Frank Sinatra had his way, he would never again sing "My Way." There's something a little heartbreaking about that. Yeah. Anyway, continue. That was just my little. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, there's just so much fucking crazy shit. So much that you know in Hollywood that it's just that's why things go unsolved. Well, it's 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 just like the mob in that it's it's maybe it is or isn't criminal, but it's still this structure with people in power, people Mm -hmm. running the things, people behind the scenes. You know, I mean, you you might have a a dummy business, a storefront in the front, but. Fucking, there's still someone in the back pulling the strings. And anytime you have a, a, a culture, an economy, a whatever that's that's built upon that, that's built upon someone behind the scenes financing everything, pulling the strings, whether it be the mob or Hollywood or whatever the fuck, you're gonna have some sort of corruption. You're gonna have some sort of you know shady shit going on, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have underhanded dealings to deal with people that are not following your orders. Exactly. And one that I'll leave you guys with, which is going to tie into next week's episode, Ooh. The Church of Scientology. Ooh. Remember, is that the topic next week? Yeah. We have it on the calendar. Okay. All Wait, right. What? That's why I look back to make sure. So, I could have uh, no, that's, said that's, it was just Black Knights had a lot. Okay. Yeah. No. No. That's next week. Yeah. <laughs> so. Continue. Uh, you remember Philip Seymour Hoffman, correct? Hell yeah, oh, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Hottie with a body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that, but yeah. Hottie so, with a body. Okay. <laughs> so in 2012, drunk, he, sir. in 2012, he did a, a movie called The Master, which is basically, you know, a, a veiled um, movie about um, the Church of Scientology and yeah. uh, L. Ron Hubbard or whatever. Now, the Church of Scientology didn't take too well True. to this. And so the, the rumor is, is that they had him killed and that they, because they have a lot of roots in Hollywood as well. Yeah. And they have those celebrity centers in L.A. and all that, too. And Tom Cruise and John Travolta and all that shit, but they didn't—they don't appreciate when you leave the church or make disparaging comments in the media about them. And this right. was a whole fucking movie disparaging the Church of Scientology, and the the official cause of death was you know an overdose with drugs. Right now, I didn't know this. I just figured you know okay, he's fucking Hollywood celebrity. You know he's doing coke and off right. the strippers' buttholes every night or whatever. But I guess he had been clean for like almost twenty two years. Like he, I guess he was a really bad drug addict really? back when he was in his early twenties. Okay, and then for a long period of time, because I'm thinking he was only about like fifty something when he passed away. I don't think even that. Maybe late forties, yeah, yeah, early fifties, yeah. and then all of a sudden he dies of an overdose. He was so he was clean for such a long time. And then all of a sudden he, um, you know, dies of this overdose. And some, like a former member of the Church of Scientology said, hey, no, this is consistent with, you know, what they do. Yeah. You know, if they don't like you, they'll find out what your weakness is. Again, like Hollywood, because no, it's based they, in they Hollywood. Really, well, no, but to get into, to even start this church, like you do your initial meetings or whatever the fuck with, with uh, mm-hmm. someone and they interview you and they will say, you know, and say, what's uh, what's your biggest regret? What's your, big, what's your biggest secret? What's your biggest mm-hmm. shame? And say, oh, this, that, you know. No, 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 no. What is your biggest secret? And they will just kind of hound you for like your intake. It's basically an mm-hmm. intake for your for the first few hours. And they will make sure that before... Before they let you in, before they take your money, they know your secrets. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. And so the idea that they knew Philip Seymour Hoffman's, that's just part of the course. They they knew those weaknesses. They knew those habits before he even started, before yeah. he even really got deep into it. Mm-hmm. And the theory is yep. that they are the ones that, that makes sense. made him overdose. So, Okay. I want to finish out real quick exactly the way we started. 
John Dillinger's penis. Okay? <laughs> Hell yeah. So John Dillinger, uh, not just an escape plan, which is a great fucking band that my girlfriend absolutely yeah. loved and used to work uh, as a... Uh, Street on the street team. team for them in New York. Uh, Elizabeth Jackman. There's she used to live in New York? Yeah, she did. She went to college there. Oh, wow. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah, she went in the Bronx. Yeah. Damn. Um, Hometown of the Delirious. Anyway, well, no, she's she's still she's from Bakersfield, but, you know. Oh. Yeah, anyway. Um, but the actual John Dillinger, the actual bank robber, the actual, you know, guy that already was kind of a legend in his time. And, you know, he would, this was before DNA. This was before, you know, all that stuff. He would actually rob banks, no masks, no nothing, and leave the bank going, you know, this was done by the Dillinger's, uh, by the John Dillinger gang, and then run out, you know, all that shit, right? Well, when he died, um, the uh, coroners got his body, and they they were doing like some sort of a, I, I want to say that they were doing a, a body identification. So they brought someone in. So he had a sheet over him. They had a sheet over his body. They pull his face back. They take pictures of the people like, uh, you know, identifying the bodies. And yep, that's John Dillinger, all right. Um, well, when you look at the pictures, especially grainy newspaper photos. Especially the penis. He looks like he has a giant dick. Like he's just got this huge boner, like a dead rigor mortis fucking boner. Like pitching a tent boner, oh, or like to the side boner. It's no, no pitching a tent. Like it's to almost, the side boner would be ridiculous. No, 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 no. It is almost comical. The fucking tent that he was pitching, and so it started this huge rumor that John Dillinger was like ridiculously well endowed. Um, I guess supposedly the legend goes that women would come in just to kind of, you know, ask the coroners. Can we see the body? You know, can we? Can we oh look at that? God. Right. Um, and there actually is a rumor. There is a uh, an urban legend that if you go to the Smithsonian, Dillinger's dick was removed from his body, and it is in a jar at the Smithsonian. Now, the reality is, I'm going to tell you, 95. percent You know, it's it's not there. But there's that five percent. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie yeah, I mean, uh, Public Enemies? Uh, no, oh yeah, with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. Where he drops that badass yeah. line where he goes up to that girl and he like asks her out. He's like, I yeah. don't know anything about you. And he's like, I like baseball and I like Robin Banks. What else do you need to know about me? Yep. That's like, yep. Damn. But I bet that's how he really was in real life. Supposedly, if you go to um, the Smithsonian today. Depending on who you talk to, like if you talk to a certain, like most employees, like, do you have John Dillinger? Like, this is, like, it's, it's understood. Do you have John Dillinger's dick in a jar in the back? Like, no, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> but every now and then you'll get the one employee that goes, well, you know, yeah, whatever the fuck. The reality is the coroners had put, they were trying to get things neat and his arm kept falling off the table. So they just put his arm in his lap and so his hand was right around the groin area and so that's what created the bulge some long hands but like yeah yeah i've seen the pictures and that's like something's fucking ridiculous so this will be on the instagram next week yeah you'll see the pictures of john gillinger's uh uh tent so with that said i think we need to start wrapping up this show yeah i think you're probably right i (laughs) i think john John dillinger's dick was a good place to spot stop anyway so uh go to facebook uh enjoy uh like the uh Aren't Jacob Do America Facebook page? And you can see us every Sunday on Facebook Live like that's you're doing right, right now, that's which you right. should be doing. And I will wear a special shirt for you every week so it keeps your interest. That's right. Um, also, too, uh, we're going to start be doing some giveaways, so some free stickers, some free shirts or whatever. Yep. If you leave us some five-star reviews and you show me, if you message me on the fucking Instagram, um, I'll send you a free shirt. I'll send you a free sticker. And if you're lucky enough, if you're hot enough, I'll show up in uh, some MeUndies. Hey, and he showed up in my house with me and he said the other day, it must be hot enough. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> um, Art over here, if you want to follow Art on Instagram, he is at Robots versus Robots. Jacob here is ba- basically his account is Art the uh, Jacob Art Do Jacob America, Do America Pod. Pod. Um, you know, I mean, we all kind of contribute to that, but they, basically that's where he's at. And then if you want to catch me, I am at EB Castillo the first. That is with the number one EB Castillo the first. Um, like the group page on Facebook. Um, you know, subscribe funny? on iTunes. Stitch. Oh, we're not a Stitcher. God damn it! I was making a fucking <laughs> mistake. Um, we're I'm, everywhere else though, except for Stitcher. Pocket Cast. Um, fucking uh, Podbean. Um, review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Who's sure they tell Art? Tell your mom and your boo too. There it is. All right. Then, then John Ham actually has a huge dick. I what? what? I can see that. What? Yeah. I, I accidentally found it. You like, accidentally? You do not accidentally find John Ham's dick. I was. He has a huge dick. I. <laughs> There's this whole thing about you him. Di- you did not. You did. If you can see it through his pants, you can put it up to the camera, sir. You did not like accidentally bump into on... John Ham's dick, fucking on so the street. So this is the D- John Dillinger's thing, right? All of a sudden, you get to John Ham's dick pictures. You can see it through his. Fucking... All right. So 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 like so on Tuesday you're gonna get John Dillinger's tent, and then on Wednesday you're gonna get John Ham's dick. That's it. That's how it's gonna go. So anyway, that yeah. said, everybody. Oh. Go to notdeadyetapparel.com, use code EB, uh, EB Castillo, get 10% off, and uh, yeah, go ahead and continue. So with that said, everybody, if you haven't tuned us off and unsubscribed, <laughs> have a good night. Be good, good out night. there.